In this world, there's this thing that no one has ever seen. This thing is very kind and gentle, and if anyone could actually see it, then a whole bunch of people would want to have it. Maybe that's why the world tries to hide it from everyone. Because if it's that hard to get, then that makes it even more special, and one day, someone will find it. Whoever does find it, they'll be the one who's supposed to. Because, because that's, that's the, the way, way it's supposed, it's supposed to, to be. Ha! <laughs> Gay! What does that even mean? I don't know, it's about love or some shit. Welcome to the Otaku Melancholy Podcast, the Palm Top Podcast for all of you people who put podcasts in your palm. <laughs> I mean, this this had a, this was going somewhere. I, I, mm, the podcast that's all soon. No, Dere. There you go. That's better. Yeah, that's better. That's better. Keep that in, Craig. First cut. Second cut. Best cut. My name is Matt, and I swear, I swear, if I hear someone get called a Baka again, <laughs> I'm going to shoot up the place. The place is going to be shot up. And I'm Brad, and I also have an inferiority complex about my height. Your introductions aren't fun. <laughs> All your insecurities are in your introductions. <laughs> well, I mean, I... I I don't have these planned out, so I just go with what I know. <laughs> and all you know is inferiority and problems in your head? Uh-oh. This isn't the Tori Door episode, Brad. This is your... This is this is an intervention. Where do you think it began? Where do you think we went wrong? Well, it began when two atoms decided to just crunch up against each other and start reaction. Hmm. I think that's where it went wrong for all of us. Mm-hmm. And speaking of things that went wrong for all of us, <laughs> we have started a new bit, a new maxi mini series to replace Anna Misery, but not really because you'll see soon enough. <laughs> but we're calling it Was It That Hype? Named subject to change. <laughs> Name will be always be subject to change. It's gonna be like the microwave from Steins Gate. <laughs> it'll be like was on it the that blu- hype on the Blu-ray release. It'll say, "Was it that hype?" Named subject to change on the box art. Yeah, that's what I'm gonna put it when we do social media. Was it that hype? Toradora name subject to change. <laughs> so, anyways, the process of what what was it that hype is gonna be is we went through every single year from 2008 and onward and we looked at the most popular show according to mal by the number of users who have put it on their list and we said we're going to review it talk about it see what its contributions if any does it still matter was it that hype and other such miscellaneous scorekeeping rubrics you know and just generally waste an hour of your time and our two hours of our time more like five hours if you include Craig's, but hey. No one includes Craig. Yeah, they usually don't. 
but that's what it's going to be. And first up, I'm assuming you are illiterate. It's been a year. I'm at the age where I can make bold assumptions. We're covering 2008's Toradora. Ooh, now. a classic. I'm just, I'm just going to say that for every episode. Ooh, a classic. A classic. <laughs> 2018 Demon Slayer. Ooh, a classic. A classic. <laughs> we'll be doing 2020s and you'll be like, ooh, a classic. <laughs> but yes, 2008's Toradora, a light novel written by a Yuyuko Takemiya, who is also the author of Golden Time, which in my opinion is better than this but we'll get to that in a minute as always to fluff up time and make that time counter look big and swole and like we didn't just rush this episode out hey brad what you been watching oh let's see what have i been watching been watching myself get good at halo boy yeah oh yeah but i i've been watching Actually, nothing really. It's been a, it's been kind of a. I've been taking a break from watching things, you know, focusing on myself. Hmm. Um. What about you? What have you been watching? How did I do for padding out the time? Yeah, you did. You did something, man. I, <laughs> I, I. You always amazed me by your commitment to this podcast. <laughs> Uh, but I've legitimately, I've actually been in the same sort of vein. Um, not to say that we dislike doing this podcast, but I have to take a break from anime every now and then. So I've been playing more games than actual watching anime. But since I've been going to the gym so I can work on my anime body, I started watching How Heavy Are the Dumbbells You Lift and whew, yeah. it's a good show. Good OP from what I hear. Ooh, side the chest though. Only got muscle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's good. I play it at the gym. I'm like looking at all these other buff guys, and I'm like, <laughs> little do you know, I'm I that's gonna I'm gonna be anime buff in a few years, <laughs> at least by 2023. That's my that's my set goal to be anime buff. All right. The pie, the podcast will be in its fifth year. By that point, we'll just be reviewing. <laughs> we'll be reviewing our favorite doorknobs that we've seen at stores. <laughs> Because at some point it's going to be, I don't even want to talk about anime anymore. I mean, if you want me to, I can go off on some doorknobs. You know, there are good doorknobs out there. What are your What are your favorite types of doorknobs? Do you like the ones that are like the lever or do you like the turn knobby knobs? I kind of like the turn knobby knobs. And mm. uh, mostly I like the kind of modernist look where it's very rectangular, kind of simple mm. and sleek like that. Those are good knobs, man. Mm-hmm. My favorite type of doorknob is honestly just any knob that has a lock on the actual doorknob itself. I hate deadbolts. Yeah. Deadbolts? I know, like, technically deadbolts are more secure than knobby knob locks, but there's just something comforting about going into my room, locking the door from my cat so they can't open the door by magic. And, you know, it's just comfortable. Oh, you mean like that? I was thinking of entirely, like, uh, front door doorknobs. Well, I'm I've, I'm including all doorknobs. Well, that's, it's kind of a separate category. You got you got external door doorknobs and internal door doorknobs. They're in two I, leagues of their own. 
doorknobs are really a complicated thing. We were not ready for this level of discussion. I think we should just <laughs> We talked stick. about this a lot further than we should have. <laughs> That's how you know we're padding for time. We're like, yeah, doorknobs, they're pretty cool, right? <laughs> but in all seriousness, our first, the first subject up to discussion is Torah Dora. Produced by J.C. Staff, who've also worked on Konosuba and Re- uh, Revolutionary Girl Utena and some other stuff, which I'm searching through on their list. They did the Konosuba movie, didn't they? Because Dean did the, the show proper. Yeah, they did the uh, the movie. Oh, that's why I look good. Damn. Also, they worked on, let's see, of recent memory. Food Wars. Yep. And Goku Shufudo, which is that, uh, The Way of the House Husband. Ooh, that one's going to be good. Yeah, that one has a good premise. I'm actually excited to see that one. The manga is hilarious, dude. (laughs) They also worked on Bakuman, which I want to cover on the show eventually because it's a cool subject. Yeah, and they also worked on the uh, Railgun and Index series. Oh, they've just done a lot of good stuff. Yeah. I'm looking through JC stuff. There's nothing here that's just like bad. There's nothing here I wouldn't watch. Well, they also did One Punch Man second season, which... uh, Uh, That's not fair to JC staff. Yeah. That was probably because they were coming off Madhouse, and there was Madhouse who did season one. I've never seen One Punch Man. Neither have I. I've seen... I've read the manga. I kept up with the manga a good chunk. Well, spoilers for a future episode. You will be watching One Punch Man. Ooh. I'm actually not mad. I'm excited to watch these shows. It's not like Anna Misery is like, oh, we have to watch Manu Hicken show next month. I'm like, well, I have one month to plan my disappearance. Yeah, we are actually going to be covering good shows, and that's the most exciting thing. Yeah. I'm, I'm. There's none of these shows that I'm, even the shows I'm re-watching, I wasn't, okay, well, there's an exception to this rule. There's some show. I'm glad to watch some of these shows. Even the ones that I know are going to be sketchy for this whole, it was it that hype. They're mm-hmm. still good shows. They're still the fun shows to watch. Yeah. But today we're talking about Toradora. Can you give me a summary of Toradora, Matt? Oh, I, yeah, Brad. Yeah. So, I can give a summary. Can you? Yeah. Guy likes girl but doesn't realize it. Girl likes guy but doesn't realize it. They later realize it. Uh, and uh, spoilers, by the way. <laughs> That's a good summary. I'm glad that we talked about this. <laughs> all right, you can give the summary if you want to. Okay. So, as I'm sure you all know, I don't know who here is listening that hasn't seen Toradora. It's Toradora. It's the 16th most popular show on Mal. Yeah. But in case you don't know, Toradora is the story of Ryuji Takasu, a gentle, nice high school kid who's got the face of an asshole. Mm-hmm. He goes to school one day and he's like, oh man, school. And then Taiga Isaka, he bumps into her and she goes full on tsundere and beats the shit out of him. And she's known as the Palm Top Tiger at school because she's small and a tiger. And he's like, ugh, well, I'm going to stay out of her way, stupid. So he goes to school to get his bag one day after school. And 
Tyga's being all weird, trying to take his bag. And lo and behold, there is a note inside. A love confession to his best friend, Kitamura Yusaku. Tyga, of course, being a clumsy oaf, didn't put the uh, note inside. But uh, Ryuji gets the general gist. And Tyga says, hey, you like me, Noreen, right? My best friend. Cool. Let's crisscross. You help me, I help you. Mm-hmm. And Ryuji says, okay, I'm going to cook food for you and be really nice to you, though. Is that cool? You're not going to develop feelings for me, are you? And she says, of course not. I only like Kitamura because he's wild, wacky, action, zany dude. Which he really is. He's he's the second best character in the show. <laughs> the best character is Inko. Actually, Yasuko is the best character. I'm looking at her again, and I'm like, hmm. Hmm. Yuji's mom is hot. I'm not going to lie to you guys. Which one is Yasuko? She's the blonde-haired one. There she is. Okay. Ah, uh, yes. She plays. She is the original waifu because she plays the uh, the wife in Azumanga Daio. Ooh. Yeah. Where that whole my waifu scene comes from. Ooh, interesting. So objectively, she's pretty great. I mean, I'm not wrong, am I? I'm not. She plays a lot of moms, this voice actress. <laughs> I mean, if you have your style. Yeah, Sayaka Ohara, she's playing a lot of moms and older women. And uh, she's... I'm not... I'm just saying. I'm just saying. She seems like my kind of voice actress. So, they help each other crisscross, trying to help each other win the love of each other's best friend by doing all sorts of crazy, generic, very, <coughs> you've seen this before in a lot, in some ways, antics, like going to a beach house, doing, doing ghost hunting. There's, there's, there's yeah. 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 Let me be really honest with you guys. I'm going to be really honest with you because I love you, my dear listeners. I love you very much. When I first watched the show in high school, <laughs> I loved it. Mm-hmm. I thought it was amazing. I, 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 wanted, I tried to see if I could play the video game that took place after the show. Mm-hmm. I wanted to read the light novels. I wanted to read the manga. I love Toradora. Here's the thing, guys. That was some time ago. I'm mm-hmm. not going to tell you how long ago it was, but that was some time ago. And I don't feel the same way anymore. <laughs> I don't feel the same way at all. I'm yeah. sorry. Well, real quick, uh, you mentioned her nickname being the Palm Top Tiger. And I know that before I watched this show, I always thought Palm Top referred to like something to do with palm trees. It was only when they actually show the diagram of, oh, she's a tiny tiger that can fit in the palm of your hand. I'm like, that makes more sense than what I had. The palm tree tiger. Mm. Anyways. But yeah, that's, that's part of the, uh, the aspect of tropes being what they are. Tor- a lot of the romance comedy tropes that Toradora has it's not the first to do it it's not the latest to do it it might not even be the best that did it but it was the most popular and had the biggest assortment of those tropes that worked together 
well for the story at the time. And in a lot of cases with tropes, they do not age well. Because works that come after it usually take what was good and make it a little bit better. To the mm-hmm. point where you go to watch the original or to witness the original. And it looks so obvious and outdated and like, no shit. Come on, what is this? Yeah. No, I mean, there's just... Here's the thing. I fancy myself a romantic comedy boy. But maybe I'm not. Maybe I'm not as romantic comedy as I thought I was. Now, there's several scenes from Torador that actually kind of hit me really hard for humor. Basically, mm-hmm. anything involving the bird was already a winner for me, but that's because I love birds. Yeah. And there was a lot of just funny antics, but early on, I was kind of thinking to myself, with all the weird sound effects that Torador throws in, I was like, am I list- watching Ed, Ed, and Eddie, the <laughs> anime? <laughs> I could literally do something like do the classic Ed, Ed, and Eddie. <laughs> you know that noise. Mm-hmm. And at some point, but I don't know, man. Toradora just, I don't know if it's the originator for a lot of these tropes. I don't, I'm not, I'm not familiar with where these started. I'm not familiar with how this comes to be. Mm-hmm. I know this came out in 2008, so hey. It's got some time on it. Yeah. Was it like 12 years now? Yeah, it's 12 years. Almost 13. But the show does look good. It does look good. The character designs are so crisp, even though their hair is like very saturated in that early 2000s digital style. Except for Tyga's. Tyga has a nice, has a nice like, uh, has a nice color to it. Mm Mm-hmm. Tiger's, I mean, Tiger's design is pretty good. I mean, you could recognize, you know, it's got all the hallmarks of a good character design. You could turn off the, you could just have her outline. You'd probably be like, yeah, yeah, that's probably Tiger. Even if it wasn't due to her height. But I mean, <laughs> yes, you see Tiger, and it's like, that's an iconic design. Like every ounce of it just oozes. Yeah, that's Toradora 2008 anime. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's not necessarily a bad thing at all. But I, 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 there's, there's a lot to discuss here. And what I want to talk about going in, sort of segueing this to be a jumping off point, I, I know where my stance is on romance anime. You know, I, I, lo- I love a good romance. One of my top tens is, you know, Ski Ga Uh, well, like, what are your sort of impressions? How have you ever felt about romance anime there, bratty Brad? Let's see. Well, going on what you said earlier, I'm kind of the same way. I like the idea of romance comedy. I like the gist of it. It's just a lot of the fluff that tends to come with it. Usually in the case when it has a certain set of episodes it has to fill out, even though the the primary and secondary characteristics of the show aren't enough on their own to fill out the entire core block. So mm-hmm. there has to be a lot of fluff and other meanderings to pad it out. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I like the idea of romance comedy anime or just a romance comedy in general now i might could argue that i'm not emotionally developed enough to handle actually good actually true to form romance comedy and that it you know kind of hurts like in mm. the case of what was it tony kawa yeah tony kakukuai yeah it's like god i wish that was me the anime <laughs> 
God, I wish that was me, the show. Uh, yeah. yeah, and this is kind of the beef I have with Toradora is that we've got, when you watch romantic comedies, you've got to have the comedy with the romantic, you know? Mm-hmm. And there's some things that just don't serve the plot that just make it fluffed out because you're thinking, is this developing the characters in any way? Is anybody learning anything from this? I, I just wish I knew. Yeah. And basically, anytime you're at the pool, you're at the beach, you're basically saying, this episode doesn't mean anything unless it was that one time that those two got like caught kissing in the hotel Ooh. room. That that counted. That counted hard. This will play back later into a future episode. You just don't know it yet. <laughs> this is a this is like a monogatari. This is aired all out of order. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I I feel you too. Like just for example. Let's look at... I want to try to actually analyze this a little bit. So, we've got the main characters who are basically crisscrossing for each other, right? Right. Have... Do do you feel like... Does that feel original to you? No. Okay. I mean, it's been done a lot. I mean, for fuck's sake, it's the the initial plot point for school days, of all things. It's like, hey, yeah. you like this girl. I'll help you get I'll help you get in with this girl. Oh no, I developed feelings for you. We Yeah, and that's kind of my thing here too, is that this isn't this isn't poking at anything that's revolutionary. I mean, I feel like this is a kind of trope you would find in an ancient Greek play. Like uh <laughs> Like, uh, every story is just a rip on a story that came before. Like, every story we see now has this, is a story that's been done since, you know, the dawn of writing, just in a mm. different way of telling. Yeah, I can definitely see it. Oh, Theodos, thine have a crush on Medea? I, I, Sereno, will help you get with fair, whatever I said earlier, if thou would help me. Acquire my love of dear Thaddeus. He's the chattiest. Oh, yes. Thaddeus and Theodio or whatever you said. Theodio. Leodomer. Leodomery. Julius Hazar. We live in a society where all the men names starts with the. Why? Our parents just don't have good damon skills. I'm sorry. We go to war. We, we die at 30. The we strong have, survive. There's me, Thomas, and my brother, Thavid. And our cousins, Thavian. <laughs> Everyone Therias. just has a lisp. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> All the Greeks had lisps. And can, you, you learned something new on the Otaku Malakali podcast. Go share with your mom. The great historian, Herodotus. <laughs> Herodotus, Pericles. Oh, uh, actually, getting back on topic for a for a hot second before we drift away into the abyss. <laughs> but I mean, there's a lot here that you know, that kind of that trope of I look mean, but I'm actually nice. Yeah, uh, which I I like Ryuji as a character. He is actually nice. It's kind of weirdly annoying that his hobby is cleaning. Because I hate cleaning. Yeah. I mean, some people are just homebodies. They just like doing housework. 
Well, he cleans everything. The dude is like, your room's a mess. I need to clean it. Oh, this this house is such a mess. I'm glad I brought my cleaning supplies. Yeah. Like, who packs the bags and goes, hmm, better pack my pledge. <laughs> I just, what if an opportunity comes to sanitize something and I don't have it? I just, I just don't, I don't know, man. Yeah. And then you have the, you have the classic, the classical tsundere type of taiga. And Let's be real, dude. <laughs> yeah. It's 2021. Tsundere's are out. Yeah, tsundere's are out, but back then, they were in. And they were done really well compared to the drivel that we get today, for the most part. I don't like tsundere's. I like the idea of Sundere. No, you don't. If a girl was actually mean to you, you'd be like, ugh. Yeah, that's always the thing. Sundere's only work in anime. If that ever happens in real life, you're like, what? Shut the fuck up, bitch. Get out of my face. Well, I mean, like, the Sundere is a classic. It's a classic trope, but I don't. I used to love them. I used to legitimately love Sundere's. You know? Yeah. But then it came on to me that I just don't like girls who are mean. I mean, the thing about Sundere's the trope is that when you see a Sundere character, you see her, you always see her start out at the soon. You know that eventually she's going to get to the dairy at some point, in some shape or form. You never have that in real life. Mm. You see a, a character, you see a person who would be a soon type. You don't know if that's going to be how they are forever or if they're even going to have a dairy later on. So it's like a gamble. Whereas with, mm-hmm. with you know, narratives like this, you know this a guarantee at some point. I suppose so, but there's just so many characters who... I just, I just, I used to like the idea of seeing dairy characters, you know, it's the day, like you're saying, it's kind of the dairy that's the best part. Yeah. It's seeing all the soon and then it gradually reveals into being the dairy. But I, at this point, if a girl is mean to the main character, I'm like, cool, he never, he wouldn't actually want to be with you unless he wants to be mean. Mm-hmm. And then it comes back to like other soon dairies, you know. Is Vegeta a Sundere? Maybe. <laughs> is it's it's just perhaps. <laughs> I mean, let's just let's just put this on the plate. I think Vegeta is a Sundere. I'm not wrong. Well, no. Looking at his character growth, you could say, yeah, you could say that. I mean, I'm just saying. That by the end of the Boo Saga, he was kind of like, oh, Goku, I just, or he, whatever he does before he blows himself up. For Trunks, for Bulma, and for even you, Kakarot, Badoom. I mean, hell, if you've even seen him, like, make a fool of himself in the, uh, what was it, Resurrection F or Battle yeah. of Gods, one of those two movies. Yeah. Where they go to the theme park? Uh,. It's where they're at, like, a dinner buffet, and Beerus... Oh, yeah. Yeah, Beerus is trying to be distracted from seeing something, and Vegeta's like, Oh, look at me! I'm a goofball! Oh, yeah, and then he does, like, Beerus hits Bulma or something. He's like, Don't hit my Bulma! Yeah. Man, Vegeta's cute. 
Man, fuck Goku. Vegeta's the main character. Yeah, Vegeta wears button-ups. Vegeta's got some fashion. Vegeta had that pink shirt. I mean, oh, yeah, Vegeta probably the one of the character. He's wearing pink like he doesn't even care. He doesn't. Vegeta's cool. Breaking stereotypes. Yeah, I mean, let's be real. If you, You're not a real Dragon Ball fan unless you like Vegeta more than you like Goku. I hate to tell you guys this. I'm not wrong. No. Yeah, good. Anyways. Anyways, back to Sundares. <laughs> Taiga is, you know, I think one of those classical, iconic Sundares. She, honestly, she's in the same vein as Shauna from Shakugan no Shauna. You know, they're both Sundares, but mm-hmm. I think, obviously, over the test of time, Taiga has proved more popular. I mean, did you even know who Shauna was? Uh, yeah. <sighs> Fine. Be that way. And she's also in the same league of uh what what what's her name from Index Railgun? Oh goodness. The two uh, this series. is the question I messed up on that <laughs> on that episode. Misato, mi, mi, Mikoto, Mikoto, Mikoto. Okay, yeah, that. Hmm. <sighs> you know just a little bit more off topic. The only Sundari that I really like is Senjogahara. Yeah. I like Senjogahara. She was the only, over the episodes we've been watching or the shows we've been watching, I only really like Senjo. But I don't think Senjo, Senjo's a fake Sundere. Yeah, she, it's more or less, that's her personality instead of having a Sun and a Dere side. It's very blurred. Yeah. like she, she'll, she'll show her Dere side as she has like a nail jabbed up against her throat. It's like, I love you. And like, can you release me, please? But that's the best part of Sinjogahara, is you don't know what she's doing. Yeah, that stresses me out. I love it. We need to watch <laughs> Monogatari more again. Yeah. Like I said in that episode, it's like, is this a bit or are you actually mad? <laughs> <laughs> Got a gun to your head. Like, are you playing? Or, you know, who's I, I think the arguably the most popular Sundere is Asuka Langley. Yeah. I mean, she's just one of the f- most iconic ones. I don't want to say she's the most iconic. You know what? I will. I will say it. I'm going to say it. Definitely top three Sundere top characters. Three. Along with Krisu from Steins Gate. Krisu's a Sundere. Yeah, she is. She's that classic, quispy Sundere. Mm-hmm. But I, I really do think that this is kind of dying. Um, I mean, when we have when we have examples like Uzaki Chan, who is just pure asshole, and it's like the the Sundere trope is being watered down and diluted, just into his bear. It's being flanderized. That's what's happening. Mm-hmm. And for those who don't know, flanderize is when you take the characteristics, like the defining characteristics of a character and make those the character and then just continue to reduce it and reduce it. Named after the character Ned Flanders from The Simpsons, who slowly just became diddly daddly diddly 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 dumbly diddly 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 dumbly by the end of the show. <laughs> but... 
So there's a lot of, I guess, tropes on display in the show, but that's not a bad thing. I don't think I don't think tropes are bad. I think yeah. that, you know, it's like you were saying earlier when we were talking about Thaddeus, Theseus, Thelonious. Yeah. That what are you able to do in this new world that we keep growing each day, new stories coming out, and we can't tell that many stories. Yeah. You know, like, I don't think there's originality, but everything is borrowing from something else in its own self, and that's not a bad thing. I mean, if you've heard if you've heard of the hero's journey, then you've basically heard the like the baseline of every story has been done. There's also other things like everything's a remix. It's like a short, a uh, short film documentary as well as the hero with a thousand faces. It just goes mm-hmm. on until, oh yeah, see all these thousand different characters. They're basically the same story. Mm-hmm. So trope. The thing about tropes, things don't make tropes. Tropes are labels to categorize different things in narratives. Mm-hmm. So if you see something as a trope, that's because it's been done in so many different stories that it needs to be recognized as, oh yeah, this is that thing. Mm-hmm. And arguably, you know, the Sundari is very appealing and this the story is very appealing because, you know, we do like people, like to think that our spirit, that who we are, can change people for and change them for the better and become people that love us, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's kind of the appeal is breaking down the soon, getting to the dare. So I'm not like pooping on Sundaries and saying like, oh, Sundaries are awful. I'm not going to make that bold of a declaration. I think there's still, you know, it's still going on for a reason. Mm-hmm. And what my point being is that Torador itself has a lot of things that I don't know if they're the originator. I mean, it's based off a light novel, light novels in themselves. If we've seen over the years have become kind of tropish. Yeah. And I don't think we hit back in that time. We didn't hit the big isekai boom. So we didn't have, you know, novels running around. Like I got reincarnated in another world. with My sister's panties that will help me become the demon Lord or whatever the next season's going to poop out with us. Yeah. I mean, at that point, light novels have just become like check the boxes for money instead of, yeah, like, that's, that's more, that's even beyond tropes. That's just like cash grab. Right. And it's just not, I just don't feel it. I just don't like it as much. I, but Torador itself, talking about what its contributions are before we actually go into a discussion on case-by-case basis for the episodes. Mm -hmm. I think it brought a lot of things. Just, It is a touching story. It is a touching story in that you can gradually see their love blossoming. Yeah. Slowly but surely. But it's one of those things, like in J.D., and I from JD from Anime Brothers and I were actually talking about this because he said something to the extent that kind of ruins Horador for me <laughs> at some point where he was like, yeah, I just didn't have to be 24 episodes. Yeah. And I was watching it and I was like, yeah, some of these scenarios are funny. But are they advancing the story? Yeah. Is the is all the school all the um all the school cultural festival is doing for me is saying, Hey, look how bad look how bad Tyga has it for her family. Oh no. Tora she Tyga's accepted in the family. It's just and then there's 
the beach episode did nothing really either. It was just, I don't believe in ghosts. Mm-hmm. So um, we're going to try to scare you. And then Meenarine makes her whole speech about the where she's substituting ghosts for love. Where she's like, I just don't believe in ghosts. Because if ghosts were real, I should have seen them or whatever. It's an odd place to be for anime because a light novel is as long as it needs to be or wants to be. Because, like, the the original Torador light novel had 10 volumes, 62 chapters, went from 2006 to 2009, and that's fine. 10, like, 62 chapters, 59 chapters, 83 chapters, whatever. As however long the author deems it to be, or publisher writes, whatever, and then that gets complicated. Anime, though, has this weird, has this odd core system, and it's sort of the same way with TV shows in general, that it's going to be at least 12 or 13, up to 24 or 25, and then you, that depends if you have one season or two season, so everything has to work within those core blocks that's why they're called core blocks because it's going to be either Mm -hmm. 12 episodes or 24 more or less so whatever the story is it has to work within that frame so if you have i think we had it was a i can't remember what happened with sing yesterday to me or for me where i had like Mm -hmm. try to do 16 or 18 episodes Mm -hmm. did it ever end up going for those 16 or did it reduce down to 12 it got reduced down to 13 or 12 and then those episodes according to what mal said got turned into mini segments yeah that's the weird thing if you have something that tries to go the oddball route of 16 episodes then it does eventually get reduced down to 12 and then the others get transformed into like a like a side skit like a, an expansion series or whatever so Anything that deviates from the core television blocks is uh, is going to be really odd. So there's this mm-hmm. weird juncture where anime is at that everything has to fit in these cookie cutter patterns. Otherwise, you know, it's it's not going to sell well. Yeah, and I feel like there's just I don't I don't know I don't know if Toradora is considered this sort of classic in the vein that it mandates itself to be important. I don't know what I mean by that, but let's go with it. Sure, why not? <laughs> I mean, I just don't know. I just don't know. I watched, I'm going to be really honest, as I always am. I watched this show, right? Mm-hmm. And I was getting distracted really easily. I'm the world's worst about rewatching shows. If I've seen something, I get bored with it. Yeah. I need constant new entertainment. So I can't rewatch things unless I'm with somebody. And we didn't watch this together. Yeah. So I put on the dub and played Princess Connect Redive. <laughs> for maybe like, I, did, I was paying attention to the show. I was paying attention wholly a lot of the times, just letting my phone kill itself mm-hmm. from loading a game. But I gotta say something. And I'm sure the weebs will murder me like the hardcore weebs who care about the shit the dub isn't bad i mean the dub is pretty good some dubs are good some dubs are better but here's where i'm gonna really get the people rustled 
I think Tyga's voice is way more tolerable in the dub. <laughs> I'm just saying this. I know that Rie, that, oh, goodness, I cannot remember her name. Uh, Rie Kugimiya. She's the queen of Sundari. She voices a lot of Sundari characters. Mm-hmm. But I'm just going to say this. That voice in my ears going, Baka, 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 was going to make me murder everyone. Mm-hmm. It was going to make me kill people. And I could not handle it. Now, she does, she's, I'm not, I'm not shitting on her, obviously, because she's also the voice of, like, Al. She's the voice of Al Elric. So, <laughs> you know she's, got, she's also she, the voice of Shauna from Sakugano Shauna. <laughs> I told you she was the queen of Sundares. <laughs> That's hilarious. She voices, she voices like Sundares, and she just voices a lot of characters, huh? Mm-hmm. I'm trying to pull out more examples off of Mal, and I'm like, oh my goodness, she did this. That's why. Oh, she she also voiced Kurt Cobain from Listeners. <laughs> Remember Kurt Cobain from Listeners? Remember Listeners. Remember the fact that his name was Nier? Nirvana? Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you remember it, don't you? Yeah, of course you do. She was also Nina from Mobile Suit Gundam Double O. Ooh. So she was the best part of that show. Where are my Nina fans at? All right, nobody came. I like Nina from Gundam Double O. I'm just saying. Which one was she? Was she the, uh... No, she wasn't Felt. She's part she was of, the other one? She's part of Trinity. Oh, Trinity. Oh, right. Her. Yeah, she yeah. was pretty good. Yeah, she's good. I thought the best was Miss, uh... Uh... Oh, the girl who was the mapper, or the... The tactical forecaster. Sumeragi. Oh, yeah, tactical forecaster. Sumeragi, that's it. Oh, you know what? Nina's solid second place. I forgot about Tactical Forecaster. Yeah, Sumeragi is the best. Uh, We really should cover Gundam 00 at some point. Yeah, we got March coming up. We'll do another March Mecha Madness. Yay, (laughs) all 10 views for each episode. (laughs) Watch that viewership plummet. Mm -hmm. Hmm. So Toradora, what did you what did you think of what you saw? Well, I agree with you that it uh dragged on a lot and seeing a lot of the tropes, like the first time I tried to watch it, I got th- I did the first two episodes because I was watching it with someone else. And you know, that's always that's always a fun experience. I tried watching episode three by myself and I instantly turned it off because I was just not in that mood for the typical anime experience. You know, it it's something about anime itself that feels tropish. <laughs> the the very first scene of them just walking and talking about you know clean up your laundry after yourself and it's like hi hi and I'm like I I can't listen to this I can't listen to this Japanese anymore I I need a break but let's see it's definitely well. I was going to say it definitely has that style, that feeling of it being a mid-2000s anime, but there's a lot that carries over to current anime and kind of feels like a lot doesn't change. 
Uh, what was the original question again? Let me get back on track. Uh, my original thought of my question was, what was your thoughts on what on what you had been provided for the show? Like, what you thought? I feel like I have seen the story I've seen a dozen times. I don't feel like I've seen anything new, per se, except for the characters themselves, which were a real treat. Like, I've seen a lot of GIFs of Taiga, and every time I see a GIF... Like a reaction gift is like, oh, it's just so cute. I want to see this show. I really want to see this show. And I just mm-hmm. never had the time or want to actually sit down and see it. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad I watched it and I had a really good time. I don't feel like I've gained a lot from it, though. And that may just be the fact that everything Toradora has done, other shows have done, better or worse. Like you made the connection the other day of, how Toradora and Kaguya-sama are basically the same show, just Kaguya-sama has a bit better comedy. Mmm, did I say that? Yeah, you did say that. I don't think I meant that, though, because now that sounds stupid. <laughs> well, I'm gonna, I'm I'm gonna challenge what you that. Said. Because... <laughs> I'm, gonna need, I'm, gonna need, I'm gonna need evidence, because what I, what I am probably meant to say was that all these romance anime have unnecessary fluff, you know? Yeah. Even Kaguya-sama, which, you know, is in my fabled top ten list, is, it's good, and it's funny, but what propels me along more than just the romance, because the romance in Kaguya-sama takes forever, mm-hmm. it's also the fact that... I mean, for fuck's sake, this funny. has three seasons. Yeah, I mean, it's funny. Yeah. And if you can be funny consistently, then you're going to manage to be pretty pretty great. But Toradora, while it is funny, just kind of suffers from some really melodramatic peaks that just feel weird, you know? Yeah. And I know one of the criticisms of Toradora particularly is that Marie Okada is... I think she did a lot of directing for the show or screenwriting. I don't. She, Marie Okada was involved. Mm-hmm. And she's really, she's really popular. She's really prolific. Yeah. She was the script and series composition. Yeah. And she's, but she's just known for doing these melodramatic just shows. I mean, she did um she did Iron Blooded Orphans, she did Anohana. She's just I feel like what she does a lot of melodramatic just extreme melodramatics especially towards the end of Toradora. It's it just felt weird. Yeah. You know, it's that scene where they locked her in the room and they were like, now confess to Ryuji. And she's like, no, I'll never do it. <laughs> I want Minorin to be happy. And Minorin's like, I know what makes me happy. I decide what makes me happy. And Taika's like, no, no. <laughs> and she's, it's just, it's just like, I was, I was looking at myself and I was like, dude, dude is that... It, is that what we do? Do people do that? I I don't think they do. But I mean, that's like a criticism that I've heard. And you know, she also did a whisker away. <laughs> and 
kind of in the same ballpark of, I love him so much, I'm going to be a cat and let him pet me. Mm-hmm. And I, 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 and also she did Oh Maidens in Your Savage Season. That one's really good. I'm just going to talk about all the shows I've seen by her. That way you know I've watched a lot of anime. Ah, I see your tactic now. I see. If I distract the people by telling them I've seen a lot of anime and I know what I'm talking about, then they won't be mad when I say I don't. I don't have the highest esteem for Toradora. But, anyways, like, but anyways, like, what am I doing? What am I doing? (laughs) What was the original question? Yes? No? Maybe? I I don't know. (laughs) Could you repeat the question? Hey, you're not the boss of me now. You're not the boss of me now. And you're not so big. You're not the boss of me now. You're not the boss of me now. Life is unfair. <laughs> See, podcasting is just doing the same bits once you realize they landed. Mm-hmm. Now we're just going to sing They Might Be Giant songs for the... They're going to be in every episode now. Hey, Brad. Yeah? It's not Istanbul. It's Constantinople. What a... Constantinople get the works though, dude. It's nobody's business but the Turks. I didn't know they did that song. Hey, they covered it. Oh, they covered it. Okay. They covered it. But I think it's I think it's the most popular version until somebody messages us in our email and it's like, you were wrong. <laughs> Actually, this person's more popular. Two stars. Two stars on Apple Podcasts. You guys don't talk about anime enough. Let's see. So here's here's the pressing question about Toradora. Who is best girl? Tiger. What? Tiger. I just like Tiger more. Okay, now here's the thing. I'm a math teacher and I don't see your equations on this paper. <laughs> I did it all in my let head. Me give you a zero. Why do you like Tiger? I like <laughs> I like Tyga because uh, it's, I, I don't I don't like reasoning out why I like characters. That feels like too much of an emotional opening up <laughs> to like the millions and millions of people to this earth. And I like I'm not prepared. For- <laughs> okay. Well, in the next episode, the episode from next week, I have revealed something very personal about myself. But Craig could just go and edit that out. <laughs> well, it's because that's t- you have more courage than I do. You're a bravado bastard. Remember. Oh yeah, bravado bastard Matt last name. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you have the same last name as I do. Wow, I'm Brad last name. Is your middle name also middle name? Yeah, actually, mine's middle initial. No damn, mine isn't. Well, I have the right opinion because my. My best girl is Ami. I figured it would be. What the fuck do you mean by that? Please you explain. You know exactly what I mean by that. No, you would explain be the contrarian. it. This isn't cr- what? You would be contrarian. That would take Ami. It's like, oh, I like Ami because she's she's the rival. Ami is Ami is layered though, dude. I mean, actually, if I'm being real, it's actually uh, uh Ryuji's mom. It's actually yeah. Ryuji's mom. Yeah, but uh. I mean, then say Ryuji's mom. uh, Be truthful to yourself. Yeah, I don't feel like... 
I feel like I have a better chance with Ami than with Ryuji's mom. Do you, though? I don't have a chance with any of these girls. What am I talking about? <laughs> They're all but not I mean, real. If you were the protagonist, if this was self-insert like every anime is, you would still realistically have more of a chance with Ryuji's mom because Ryuji had a good chance with Ryuji's mom. Oh, yeah. I For the first few episodes, I was like, is that his mom or is that just some woman he lives with? Because he's calling her, he's calling her Yasuko a lot. I'm like, I don't go, go into my mom's house and be like, yo, Rachel. Yeah. She'd slap the, she'd slap the color out of my face. <laughs> I was wondering that too. It's like Ryuji is just walking around with who is this person? And I figured out, is that his mom? And, and she said, Oh, you you look like your dad when you get angry. I'm like, oh, this is reaching dangerous territory. I think I saw a, a doujin with some that went that way. <laughs> I think I actually did. Let me be real. Uh, at one point, I was really so into Torador, and I was like, these characters are so great. I want to see them naked. <laughs> it was high school. It was, it was, it was, it was shortly after high school. It's, it's, it was okay back then. Yeah. And I was like, oh, man, I want to see Ryuji's mom get it. And then it was like, well, there are no male, main character, male characters except obligatory friend Yusaku and other obligatory friends. So, uh. Ryuji it is. Mm-hmm. And I said, uh-oh, that's illegal. <laughs> but no, I, I like Ami the most because Ami is... Ami is the one who's like, I'm going to be true to myself, but at the end of the day, she's always just skirting around the fact that she likes Ryuji. She never yeah. just outrightly says it to the extent that they should. she should until it's a little bit later when Minarine's being all Minarine about it, being all like... I don't know if I, I can't say I like him because he likes Tyga and mm-hmm. Tyga's my friend. And then Amy and Minarin get on a fight in the mountains. And I was like, what is happening? <laughs> Why are you guys fighting? Yeah. Why are you fighting? And Ryuji's just, just like, stop the fight. And I was just dumbfounded. Two girls are obviously thinly veiled fighting over this man whose hobby is cleaning and cooking. <laughs> And he's just looking at them with his perpetual scowl that he can't manipulate. And I'm just like, is Ryuji that popular? Is is it just like he's just that nice? Is being nice get you that much? I can I tell it you, it does not. Well, I mean, Ryuji's just a nice guy and he cooks and cleans. He can apparently make good food, but is it just you can win somebody over with good food? Is that what the show is trying to tell me? Again, I can tell you, it does not. Okay. <laughs> it does not, my dude. Okay. It don't. It just okay. don't. Anyway, okay. a fucking liar. <laughs> okay. I was, just, I, was just, I was just trying to talk. I was just trying to make conversation. Sorry. Almost lost my cool there. Oh, uh, yeah. It's on the floor. You definitely need to pick it back up. <laughs> Cool's... Definitely on the floor, getting bugs all over it. Oh, man, it's just like my french fry earlier. Mm, yeah, but you actually ate that. Or you, did you? You didn't. No, I have too much dignity to eat french flies off the floor. Okay, well then, I don't I guess that's whatever. <laughs> yeah, tell me all about that chicken tender. <laughs> I don't want to talk about that chicken tender. 
I was, was young. <laughs> it was just lying there. It was in a box. Like someone just gave up on it. I think I stole some guy's lunch. <laughs> you can't steal what was never wanted. Anyways, so I think Ami, I just like Ami's personality. I like how she starts off all, you know, all this is something that I can say is a positive note to Torador is that all the characters do grow and reasonably change. Yeah. Taiga starts off being soon, 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 soon. But then you see that she does really have a good Dere side where she is in love with Ryuji and doesn't want to admit it. And her crush on Yusaku, it, it just slowly fades. It doesn't fade like in a sudden, you know, sudden way. It's mm-hmm. more if she actualizes how nice Ryuji is to her and she says, oh, snap, I'm in love with Ryuji, but I don't want to do too much about it because he likes my best friend who yeah. I think also likes him. It's layered. It's kind of complicated. Yeah. And I will say about why I like Taiga as my pick. As much as I do bemoan the Sundere type a lot, I do mm. have like a soft spot for that classical type when it's done really well, mostly for the dairy side, uh, especially, and for example, like in Nausicaa. Now, the Sun side will always drop me up the wall, but I consider that as like the, an excuse of character growth to get to that dairy. And mm-hmm. Taiga is like, you know, it's that classical one. She, you see a little bit of both in the early points, even all the way up to the end points. And there's just something about her stature it makes her like a nice little teddy bear. Mm-hmm. And I always like that. Understandable. I mean, I, 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 I just like, I just like Ami. I like her character growth. She doesn't annoy me to the degree that Minarine does, mm-hmm. which is really unfortunate <laughs> because Minarine is the voice of one of my top tier waifus. Oh, yeah? Yeah, she's, it's, 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 uh, Miss Yui Hori, uh, and she is the voice of Subasa from Monogatari, <laughs> which rustled me because I was like, I found that out like while I was re- doing my research preliminary to the show, and it's like, oh my goodness, it's like, man, you ever just love a character so much that it makes any other character she voices just not, not hit? Well, it's because she didn't. It's because Minori didn't say, "I don't know everything. I just know what I know." Yeah, maybe that is. Maybe it's because Minori didn't know everything. She just, she just didn't know anything. So the story, as I was saying earlier, it kind of meandered a little bit in the middle. I don't think we needed the little arc where we saw how bad Tiger's family was. Yeah, it's nice to say, oh, well, the real family is Ryuji's family. Isn't that cute? Um, the real family no. are the people we choose. Yeah, that's something I've learned from everything. Mm-hmm. But I just don't feel... I just don't care. Not to say the show is even bad. The show isn't bad. But maybe the thing that I guess... There's something to really say here about anime that you saw early on. I know that was something that we actually touch on in a lot of episodes. But there's a lot of anime I know you've seen that when you came back to, you gave it a change for Mm -hmm. score. Right? Right. Because you have different life experiences that change you as who you are. So when you come back to something, you have a much different perspective and a different worldview 
as when you did several years ago. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to be like demeaning because I know we do have like I I I I was a child once. I was a teenager. Yeah, but I just feel like the show hits for a much younger audience than what I am currently. Not to say that it isn't universal, you know. Obviously, a good story will always be universal. Mm -hmm. But this one just, as I was watching, I, I didn't care where it went. I, everybody was being so just reacting to everything so wild. Yeah. And I don't know, man. OP's a bump, both of them. Yeah, they are. Uh, it took me a while to actually to get them remembered, where they're actually sticking my head. They were pretty good. Yeah, the first one's really good. I really like uh, the first one. Mm-hmm. You know, just when it bumps in with that, no, 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 or yep, yep, you know the noise. <laughs> yeah. Pude, pude, pudeto. You know, you know, you know. You know. If you know, you know. And you know. And if you don't know, well, now you know. But uh, it started off, I like both of them. I love the second ED. Orangey? Yeah. I know it's orange. But I'm saying orangey. <laughs> I don't care. I care tremendously. But there is just a lot that I, I was watching through this show. And I was trying to take it from the perspective, not of judging Toradora as a unique project, you know, like as a unique project for us where we're going to review shows, you know, like mm-hmm. we do. But I was thinking, is Tor- Toradora, is it lasting? Is it, It was it that hype? Uh good question. I would say, nah, but it is of historical note. Mm-hmm. It's def. It's like we like I said. It's not the first. It might might not be the greatest, but it's the most well known. It's one of those rare convergences of a lot of the romance comedy tropes, where, for its time, was pretty good. And if you're of the right audience, then it'll hit well. It's like it's like Neon Genesis Evangelion in a way that if you're if you're not of the right mindset to where this show will really reach out to you, then it might not do much of anything for you. It might just be a bunch of whiny kids getting in robots battling giant monsters and complaining about it. But if mm-hmm. you're that right age of like reaching 14 or 15 or like you've you've gotten to like 23, 24 and you're just now discovering that, oh shit, this is what life is really like. I don't know what to do. Then... Mm-hmm. Evangelion is going to be really good and hit you well. And that's kind of the same with Toradora. If you're on that growing up spell where you're like looking for... If you have a have a romance comedy slice of life shaped jigsaw hole in your, uh, like in your being, then this would be a nice piece to fill that in. Mm. Otherwise... If if you're jaded like we are and you've seen like a dozen romance comedy anime in this past year, then Toradora might not stick out that well. 
Yeah. Especially with it being a 2008 anime. Yeah. Like, Jesus. Well, I feel like there is a lot to like about Torador. It does do something that a lot of other shows... I'm glad, and you know, that obviously stems from the fact it's based off an actual romance light novel. It's not a harem. I know, yeah. like, all three of the girl, main girls like Ryuji. Well, they eventually grow to like Ryuji. But it never plays up the harem trope of Ryuji going, Oh, no, I touched your breast. Oh, <laughs> baka me. It's actually about a romantic storyline, and I'm not trying to poop all on Toradora, but it's just, it does finish its storyline. It does say, all right, this is the end. Thank you so much. Goodbye. The story is over. It isn't Ryuji cooking up a meal for all three of the girls who are like, thank you, Ryuji. Hug. Mm -hmm. The story goes on. It's, he has feelings for Taiga but he's confused his feelings for Minarine and they've he has to realize that his feelings actually do lie with Taiga. It's not just a harem, and I like that. I like these romantic storylines that actually evolve and it actually resolves the issue that it has. But the problems that I always have with it every time I watch it now is just Taiga's such a such a bitch. <laughs> and I just I, I, I just her Ryuji's so nice to her and she's just like nah fam nah I'm mad mm-hmm. and I just don't understand how his feelings develop for Taiga especially after all the abuse he gets yeah she's like, so bratty and she does change but it's just obnoxious I remember the first time I watched this on my own a few years ago I stopped halfway through the first episode and that was because Taiga busted in, br- breaking and entering into his house at midnight and started assaulting him with a wooden katana. And then Ryuji just started feeding her like it's the neighborly thing to do. I'm like, she's not justified in any of this. Like That's, that's when I dropped out. I just could not get into that. And it's antics like that where... You know, you have to have some suspension of disbelief. Yeah, there definitely is. I don't think this is telling like a grounded story at all. Because, you know, there's also, you also can remember that scene where the student council president, after rejecting Kitamura, Taiga goes all insane and tries to fight her with a katana mm-hmm. in the classroom, kicking chairs, which is actually a pretty cool scene. Yeah, definitely. Like, it's a pretty cool weird fight scene in a slice of life <laughs> anime when she's jumping from desk to desk it's 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 really wicked what jc stab did at the most inappropriate times yeah um so i just there's a lot in there that i think can culminate into an anime that you really really should watch i mean do i think it's that hype hmm maybe 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 I don't feel, I feel like obviously 10 years from now, we'll still have people watching Toradora who anime newbies will drop in and this could be a good place to start for them. Yeah. You know, for romantic comedy anime. I don't feel like it's bad. I'm not, we're not, I'm not saying it's bad. I'm not at all. I'm saying you could be, I'm just saying it didn't hit 
after all these years, it didn't hit as hard as it once did. There, I would actually rather recommend people Golden Time, the author's other work that was adapted into an anime, because it deals with people in college. These aren't high school kids. Yeah, that's also another thing. If you're a high school kid, this would work for you. If you're college, then you know you want something that's more towards your situation. Yeah, and there's obviously you know there's romantic comedies out there there's all different veins of them you could get the super talky everybody's got too much feelings of my teen romantic comedy snafu you 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 have a lot of options out there for this genre at this point and i'm just unsure of i'm unsure of how toradora stood the test of time really and truly yeah it's super popular. Like we said, I think it's 16th on Mal. Hey, almost a million and a half people have watched the show, which is wild. And I do think it's got a lot of tropes. You know, like we said earlier, it's a lot of things that you'll see in other works. But I think this might be the originator for a lot of it, or at least polishing it up to the degree where it is enjoyable. But after watching it again, I don't feel it as much. Yeah. I definitely feel like you should if you're if you're listening and you're younger, watch the show. Watch the show before you become old and jaded. It might just be the the staying power and cosplay power of Tyga. Yeah, Tyga's definitely a big factor in that. I think Tyga's mm-hmm. the most popular character in the show. Let's see here. How many favorites you got, Tyga? Thirty three thousand. That's a pretty good number. I got how much you got, Amy? Two thousand. Ooh. How much does Meenarine have? I'm going to guess higher or lower than Amy. Uh, lower I'm guessing Amy. lower. I'm going to guess lower. Ooh, it's actually higher by three. Th- she's at 3,000. Ooh. But here's the real one. What about Takasu's mom? <laughs> Only 600. Okay, yeah, cool, guys. That makes sense. Does not make sense. Don't you justify it? But yeah, I guess you are right. It is definitely the longevity that that Tyga has. Yeah. She likes Christmas. That's cute. <laughs> she likes eating. That's cute. She's got bad parents. That's cute. <laughs> That's cute. That's why Subas is cute, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So, what would you give this as your score? Uh, well, I think that, you know, it's like we said earlier, there's, you get it at a young age and you'll really like it. Yeah. It has a lot of tropish things, you know, but Taiga really is, her. she's a cute design character. The narrative love, the sort of love story that's in the narrative is entertaining and the show is funny. You know, there are moments of legitimate levity that make the show very fun to watch, but yeah. I don't care. The story has gone on. I, I, I thought it could be, I thought, like like I was saying earlier, it could have been condensed. There's heartwarming moments but and funny moments, but I feel like there's so much, there's, a, there's not a substantial amount of fluff, but there is some fluff, and at this point, I just can't stand fluff. Yeah. <laughs> But I think all of it does combine into getting these characters who I was. When the show ended, 
I felt like I did like I did in high school. I didn't want to see them go. I I wanted to see Ryuji and Taiga's future. I wanted to see I wanted to see where they went after graduating high school. Yeah. But I didn't get to see that. But I felt good knowing that they found each other and that their love while Taiga, you know, is still the bossy, you know, angry Taiga, she still legitimately loves Ryuji and cares about him very deeply. And it was just a heartfelt moment to see them, you know, finally connect. Although that ending where they were like, we're going to run away and elope and live in manga cafes. <laughs> Almost like, okay, calm down there, teenagers. Because it's a very yeah. teenager move. All that matters is our love. Love doesn't pay the bills. Sorry. You don't need. Don't think you needed to hear this from an anime podcast, but love, love is not all you need. You also need stable income. I'm sorry. Yep. But... My final score, like I said, or, or did I say it? I don't remember. But when I started, I watched the show originally, I gave it an 8 in high school. Yeah. And coming back to it, I had to drop the score. But not by much. Not by much. Not by much. By male standards, it would be a 7. Mm-hmm. But I feel like this show is a 7.5. I think you should watch it. I think, is it that hype? Yeah, a little bit. I think it's worthy of being the most watched show from 2008. I think it's important still. Oh, yeah. And you? Let's see. This is the first time that I actually watched Toradora all the way through. Other than that one time a few years ago where I watched half of the first episode. Which doesn't really count. And... I don't really have a score to compare it to of current me versus younger me, but current me, I agree with what you said. Uh, on mouse standards, I would give this a 7, but I feel like it deserves a 7.5 just because of, like what you said, a lot of the... the it has a, a kind of a purity of that romance comedy where you can tell that they deeply care about each other, and you can, you can kind of feel that, and it's brings home a nice sweetness when you see the uh the dairy side caring that much beyond this the uh, soon side for taiga but it does have a lot of that drag of you know all the tropes being so old which is really no fault of the show itself it's just an unfortunate circumstance of time and uh, and there's really nothing that can be done about that but it is definitely a show worth watching, worth having on your radar, worth having on your bucket list. Watch Torador before you, uh, before you die. <laughs> yeah, if I had to make an anime bucket list, you know, the top 100, the 100 anime you need to see before you die, I think Torador would be on there. Yeah. It'd be in the 90s. It wouldn't be near the top. But I think it's something you should see and experience before you die if only for its contributions to rom-com and it is a nice little wholesome show i don't there's i don't think there's any excessive gratuitous fan service yeah so it's it's something that'll really warm the cockles of your heart so that has been toradora is it worth the hype title pending <laughs> Name subject to change. Name subject to change. And we have been Otaku Melancholy Podcast. First name, The. 
last name <laughs> podcast. And we have been your hosts, Matt and Brad. Catch us every Tuesday to catch our regular schedule. Reg- <laughs> you got this, man. You got this. Catch us every Tuesday for our regularly scheduled content. And catch us every Friday for the foreseeable future for our Attack on Titan miniseries. You can find that on the Otaka Melancholy website, which is otakamelancholy.com. I should have said .com earlier, but I didn't. You can also find our social media on that website, our Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Discord. Shout out to our newest Discord members. We have... El Mexicano. Osito. R&D. And Flynn. Thank you so much, guys, for joining us. We appreciate every single one of you who hops into this Discord and chats with us. Especially, you know, Osito and R&D talking a lot. That's really nice. Osito put some... Osito, I don't know how to say your name, dude, but you are posting some good quality content in that certain channel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we appreciate you guys for talking with us. We appreciate all the people who've been, who are still in the server talking with us. Yeah. Yeah, you guys are all cool getting to do this and you guys actually being like, yeah, anime. It's nice. And you know who else is nice? Who is that? <laughs> well, actually, scratch that. I don't think he's nice. But anyways, you want to know a man who knows a lot about uh, singing about love, I guess? I don't know. Who would that be? It'd be Frank Sinatra. And as he once famously said, anime may be man's worst enemy, but the Bible says love your enemy. (laughs) What a good quote. Surely has some wholesome origins. Yeah, don't look it up. That's the original quote. Frank Sinatra, big weeb. (laughs) Don't don't look don't look anything. I think he might have been singing during World War II. I don't know. Don't look. Don't fact check me. If you fact check me, that means you don't believe me, and that means you don't trust me, and I will, won't stand for someone to not trust me on this podcast. I already filled that role. Yeah, I don't. I can't have too many people fact checking. Tra- fact checking me. Gosh, I'm tired. I'm tired. The podcast is over. Then say your goodbyes. Get out. Bye bye. Take care. Thank you for joining us. Gambate. <laughs> I'm sorry. I sounded so mean at the end. I want to take it back. I love you, dear listener. And you can't take it back. No You're so beautiful. Backsies. Time is forever. It, it can't be gone. Be gone, time. All right. Bye-bye. See you.